And welcome to the 10th episode of One New Thing. I'm your host, Derek Wallace, joined as always by a song that reminds you of your childhood, Ryan Kukaroots. Hello. This week, we decided to fill our body with permanent doodles that'll make our moms angry, and we did stick and poke tattoos. Ryan, how was your week? Oh, not too bad, Derek. It was okay. How about you? I mean, I didn't hate it. There were some bumps and some pokes and a little bit of ink under my skin, but so far I don't seem infected, so that's a plus in my books. That's a huge bonus. It's so funny how us doing these new things every week is the only new thing about it like the new thing we did that week was our only interesting part of the week and then we have to talk about (laughs) it anyways so how do we go into that yeah i'm starting to notice how this podcast is quickly eating my whole personality i was just at a party this weekend bragging about my podcast and i realized i say the word podcast probably 300 times a day and i'm starting to feel like a bit of a dick about it but can't stop won't stop can't stop won't stop social media marketing just keep saying it talking to do existence you know one real champ you and me all the way to the top let's go have fun everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear great things take time don't watch the clock do what it does keep on going you sound like every one of those suit wearing white dudes on my instagram trying to sell sell me a pyramid funnel scheme to get new followers I tried to combine every hype word I could for sales into just one long overall rant for you there so yeah this week Ryan tattoos I know you've got bigger tattoos than me but do you have more than me i don't know we'll have to do the official tally here but including the one i just got this week that's my fourth so my first three are all really big and personal tattoos they all have a different meaning behind them oh so just like this one you came up for your second most popular podcast exactly 100 percent. my second most popular podcast forced me to get a tattoo for it forever and for always to be marked alongside i mean do you have any fun stories about your other tattoos nothing too crazy they're all big expensive and tributes so one's for my dad it's just a train coming across Folsom prison a little johnny cash for the boys got one for my mom and this is about on voices fur which is gaelic for mother knows best but i just really did not want to put mother knows best on my arm and then the other one is for kevin boyd tribute tattoo r.i.p to the big guy yeah for sure Folsom prison balloons arguably the most gangster song of all time i shot a man in reno just to watch him die as the thuggest lyric ever oh there's nothing harder than that if it was wrapped it would be softer i think than just like literally spat hissed by johnny cash that's true i am as with everything your polar fucking opposite ryan this stick and poke we did for a podcast is actually the longest i've ever thought about a tattoo before getting one (laughs) Every other tattoo kind of came as an idea literally an hour before I got the actual fucking tattoo. This one, I at least had to buy needles and ink online. It gave me a moment to kind of contemplate. Well, how many are you up to now? This will be my third. My first, my folks had left town the week I turned 18, and sorry, brother and sister, I took the grocery money, went to a tattoo artist, and just picked two stupid fucking sparrows off the wall. Shout out to those hungry Wallace kids. Yeah, nothing worse. So I walked into that tattoo parlor, pointed at the wall, and said, give me those two sparrows on my chest. And he was like, I can do that, but I broke my tattooing hand 
in a fight just the other day, so can I do it left-handed? And I was way too 18 to say no, so I was like, yeah, oh, give it to me. So they're a little lopsided and goofy, but... Yeah, going into a tattoo shop is, like, so intimidating. I don't know if I'd tell an artist who just broke his hand either. You can't do that. I think now I could. Well, actually, you know what? Now I'm a tattoo artist, so, I mean, I might even just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a professional now. That's Derek's actually using this podcast to jumpstart his tattoo career. Yeah, find me at Sorry Mom Tattoos. It's in Winnipeg. That's a perfect name. Yeah, I know. I'm a tattoo artist and an excellent marketing exec. Have you not been listening to this episode, Ryan? Come on, be here with me. Be present. I gave you a compliment and you took it there, Derek. Yeah, yeah I'm a dick, aren't I? And I mean, my second tattoo is a tribute I got for an ex-girlfriend after we broke up while on a work trip to Saskatchewan. The girl was like a blossoming tattoo artist. She was like, oh, I'm not certain this is going to turn out. So if you need touch-ups, just come back. You've got free touch-ups for a year. And I was like, don't worry, I won't be needing those. I'm going to be in a different province. The moral of the story is Derek really has put a lot of thought and heart into his tattoos. I am blessed with having only great ideas. And it would actually be a disservice to myself and to the whole world around me if I didn't immediately trust them and follow them wherever they were headed right off the gate, like at inception. You should call your tattoo shop by the seat of my pants tattoo. (laughs) Yeah, I should. I wish I had a third funny thing to say, but honestly, I don't. Oh, that's fair. Don't think tattoo hard. Nah. Oh, wow. I like it. Not great. Not great. It works. It works. What would you call your tattoo shop, Ryan? Oh, man. On the spot, I would call my tattoo shop, fuck it. Just, just fuck it tattoos. <laughs> fuck it tattoos, eh? Yeah. Pins and needles. Pins and needles. All that said, Ryan, what did you think when I first suggested stick and poke tattoos? When you first brought it up, man, I just thought you were fucking crazy. Actually, you want to know what I really thought? Do you want to know what I really thought? What's that, Ryan? Derek knows I live in a major city with a COVID problem, and the odds of me finding a tattoo artist on one week in this city are next to impossible. So he really wants my, like, unartsy self to have to tattoo his whole body. That's what I think. Okay, that's close. My actual plan was not for you to tattoo yourself. I thought for sure you'd end up having to exchange stick and poke tattoos with a friend of yours. I mean, not far off. I didn't expect you to be able to find a professional. It was something that I on immediately. I was like, I need to find a pro because I'm not very good at art at all. And no one's going to let me tattoo them. And I can't find a trade off. And I'm going to end up drawing myself to really get into it. I was like, okay, I need to do three things. One, think of a tattoo. Two, find myself an artist. And three, maybe check out some facts and stats. You're getting really good at sneaking those things in on me, man. It's like paradrop and facts and stats. I just I just can't fucking wait, Derek. I just get all hyped <laughs> up. It's facts and stats time. Lay it on me, brother. I'm ready. Hey, Derek, how about a little history fact, buddy? All right, lay it on me. Did you know that the earliest tattoos, everyone was on these mummies at like 2000 BC? Do you remember the Iceman? <laughs> I remember Ice Age. Do you remember the Iceman? He was discovered on the Italian-Austrian border, 1991, like completely preserved caveman. Okay, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker had like 60 tattoos. Tattoos are old as fuck. <laughs> no way. He's a punk. Dude, he was a punk man. Punk caveman. Iceman's a punk. I knew him in high school. <laughs> Bro, he also had a mohawk. It was crazy. (laughs) 
But yeah, that makes the oldest known tattoos 5,200 years old, man. All his tattoos, they think they were therapeutic because they made no sense. They were along like joints and stuff and they were all dots and lines. So he was tattooing himself when his knee hurt. <laughs> How fucking punk rock is that? That's the punkest shit I've heard from any Iceman. Yo, you know what else is punk rock, Derek? What's that, Ryan? Statistics. <laughs> How about a stat for you? Since 2007, the tattoo industry has nearly doubled in terms of revenue. It's now $1.3 billion a year industry. That's crazy. Yeah, and additionally, on top of that, the tattoo removal business, $700 million a year. Only 50% of people are making mistakes. <laughs> well, that number's about to skyrocket once people listen to how easy it is to do this in your own living room. You're not wrong about that one, my friend. Hey, do you want a gross stat, Derek? Not really, but... The oldest recorded tattoo ink recipe contained insect eggs. Ew! <laughs> I mean, so does most of French cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Derek, when's the last time you saw Gregory Paul McLaren? Oh, man, not in weeks. It's been a long time. Hey, did you know that motherfucker is 99.9% .9 covered in tattoos now? Ah, God, what percent is missing? Oh, probably just his butthole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. It's got to be his butthole. Hey, Derek, are you good at spelling? I mean, yeah, generally. Spell tattoo for me right now. T-A-T, second T-O-O. You are correct, but most people are incorrect because it is one of the most misspelled words in the entire English language. Do they forget that second T? It's a sneaky fucking T. That sneaky T just sneaks up on them. Speaking of sneaky T's, you ever heard of Tommy Lee? It's <laughs> an amazing segue. Yeah, I've heard of Tommy Lee. He's that young, hot drummer from Guns N' Roses, right? Oh, pretty close. Motley Crue, same shit. The same fucking thing. <laughs> same thing. They're all the same, man. But he actually holds a world record for getting a tattoo on an airplane, man. Tattoos in the sky! Hey, Derek, you like to guess on a lot of these. Okay, one sec, let me get in the zone. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I said, are you ready? Yeah! <laughs> what do you think the most expensive listed tattoo is in the entire world? Oh, man, I always go low on these. I'm going to say $200 million. So close. It's $924,000 for a tattoo. 900. I went too high? God damn it. <laughs> you went too high. It's $924,000. I've no bearing on these things. Instead of using ink, they use half a carat of diamonds encrusted into your skin. Diamonds? They put diamonds in that shit instead. Oh, and I thought blacklight tattoos were crazy. Can you imagine like 30 years from now when you have a kidney stone and you go to the doctor and you piss it out and it's a fucking diamond from a tattoo you got for nine hundred thousand dollars and we'll never know because literally no one has ever purchased said tattoo from the store so you just said listed wait a minute that means that we as one new thing can offer a one million dollar tattoo and i'll just do it in my living room oh shit you heard it here first and that's facts and stats and amazing facts and stats ryan oh man i'm sweating yeah one of your best i'm sweating this has been a riot I'm all hyped up now, Derek. So yeah, after I got all hyped up, it was time to go ahead and figure this shit out. <laughs> so you've got all your facts, you got all your stats. What did you choose, Ryan? And more importantly, did you find a professional? Right away, I was like, I don't know what to get because I always put so much thought into my tattoos. And then I was like, I need to find a professional. What you didn't know when you tried to put baby in that corner <laughs> is that luckily for me, 
a buddy of mine's girlfriend, we were just talking about my one tattoo. We were by a fire, and she's like, oh, one of my best friends actually does stick and poke. She did all mine. Oh, no. The Calgary verse took care of you, did it? Oh, so I ended up reaching out to her. It took a little while to settle in, and I was starting to get nervous, but she agreed to it. So I actually went and saw her yesterday. So I had my tattoo artist in place. That part of my nerves was done. I was still foaming at the mouth from facts and stats when I designed my tattoo. So I thought, (laughs) what would really be like a true, meaningful tribute to this activity itself? Wait, did you get the $900,000 tattoo? Is that why we have no fucking money, right? Bro, my credit is so fucked. (laughs) I asked for something very simple. Everything I have is so intricate and detailed. And I like the idea of like a nice little stick and poke that was like nice and simple and an easy message and something just for me. So I guess I should show you the tattoo now, Derek? Yeah, drop them. All right, I'll drop my pants. Hold on. I can't can't believe after all that shit I gave you about getting a tattoo commemorating your second most famous podcast, you actually did get a tattoo commemorating both, bro. Yeah, well, I love both podcasts equally. Her line work's beautiful. She did a really good job. It's crisp, it's clean, it's, yeah, that's definitely more concise than I did. For those of you who cannot see it right now, go ahead and check it out on Instagram. It is on Instagram for you right now. But I got six letters. I got TSB for the spare bedroom. I got ONT for one new thing. I figure if I'm getting a tattoo for a podcast, I better get my podcast tattooed. Uh, I'll tell you right now for free, your tattoo is larger than mine is. It's also 1,000% more one new thing related than mine is. Well, you know what? It's because I just love this show and I love you people, man. And I just needed to show you my dedication, but to show you how dedicated I am to One New Thing Nation. I put it on my body forever. So that's my tattoo, man. So the girl who helped me out, her name is Shelby. She was great. And this is what she had to say about the tattoo itself. First off, thank you for doing this on short notice. How do you think this bad boy turned out? Good. I'm excited to see what it looks like um, once the swelling goes down. And then just give it a bit of time for the ink to set a little bit. It always looks a little bit dotty to start, but they age really nicely. Did I flinch like in the top 5% of the most? How'd I do? Uh, You were like the 1% that can just, that doesn't react at all. You were perfect. You hear that? Easy canvas. You hear that? My body is a canvas, guys. So I got to ask, have you uh, put any thought into what T-S-B-O-N-T could mean if these podcasts both dive? You know, I mean, I was thinking about that because the one thing I hate about our podcast is that it's an abbreviation for Ontario, but I'm not from Ontario at all. <laughs> I'm going to start hashtagging Ontario in everything we do from now on. At least hashtag O-N-T and then they'll be like, this is an Ontario. Yeah. yeah, this is Manitoba and Alberta. Ontario, definitely out of the picture, but we'll hashtag them in anything anyways. T-S-B-O-N-T could be a lot of things. And the smile bus on new territories. I don't know. I haven't given it a ton of thought. The silly bitches on newly treaded, I'll just add letters, tires, add a second T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess you could definitely add letters. Teen sex bops, only not tonight. <laughs> That's what it means, guys. Teen sex bops only, not tonight. Because tonight we're listening to One New Thing podcast. 
So how was the experience for you though? I mean, you've gotten tattoos and now you've gotten stick and pokes. Would you say like in terms of comfort throughout, what, how does it stack up? Stick and poke is so much less painful. Dude, I know. Yeah, you heard in the recording, she said I took it, took it like a champ and she called out a lot of dudes, but <laughs> I think those dudes didn't really get tattoos before because having five, five hour sessions on a huge piece on your leg with a like shading shovel. And then it's just this awesome person who just writing these letters for you. It was so much less painful. For sure. That's exactly what I was thinking the whole way through. If the person tattooing you gets a little heavy handed for even a second, you get like what? 50 deep pokes, you know, between all the shading needles or whatever. It's just like, it really gets you. Whereas with this, I mean, I did myself and it's like, if it hurts a little too much, I just don't go that deep on the next poke and then was fine. I got like 10 total hard, painful pokes amid a thousand pokes as opposed to like hundreds and hundreds of deep, painful pokes. Well, if we want to throw it back really quick, facts and stats, Derek. <laughs> Let's throw it back to facts and stats on that one. Did you know that a tattoo machine will poke you between 50 and 3,000 times a minute? That's so many times a minute. Me going my hardest two beers in, I was still only getting about 100 pokes a minute. And, and that's going fast, man. You were flying on that bad boy. Yeah, you're, there's some lines I'm not especially proud of. <laughs> but yeah, pain tolerance way better. The experience all around is better. Like it was easy to just have a conversation and probably because I wasn't wincing any pain or yeah. grinding my teeth. And we just were like chatting and my friend Jenna, who recommended me to her, actually came over and we were all having a few drinks while I was getting my skin poked and it turned out well. Yeah, so I enjoyed the process quite a bit compared to a regular tattoo. Now, obviously, it is a lot more time consuming. This piece with a tattoo gun would take about 10 minutes and it took about an hour and a half. But all in all, it was a good experience. I mean, it sounds like you had a good time. I've had a great time seeing it. Yeah, now forever one new thing and the spare bedroom will be a part of my body man one new thing is a podcast you made to reconnect with an old friend and here we are 10 weeks into the thing episode 10 baby and you've already got a memorial to me tattooed on your freaking leg so yeah that was it man that's my tattoo that was my experience shout out again to shelby she was awesome she made me feel super comfortable it was really cool it was a neat idea and now I have one new thing on my leg forever. So one new thing, Nation, don't ever say that I don't do anything for you, that I don't love you, that I'm not here for the people. I'm here for the people, dog, and I'm here for you, Derek. You're part of that tattoo forever too, my friend. But on that topic, you're also the crazy motherfucker who brought this idea into the world, brought this to fruition. <laughs> what in the hell were you thinking? Why did this happen? Why did I permanently disfigure my body, Derek? I gotta say, honestly, Ryan, 10 episodes into this podcast, but more importantly, 28 years into my life, it's a miracle I don't have any stick and poke tattoos already. So for starters, I think it's kind of a long time coming thing. But on the other hand, I felt like we needed some ride or die content here. Something really to up the stakes a little bit. Uh, you know, something with some grit, something with some actual permanent consequences and so i thought stick and poke was a pretty good thing it's, it's something i've always wanted to try and this took kind of the excuse away for me so i had to actually go through with it like my plan was always to stick and poke myself and so i i've pursued that but kind of in preparation for stick and poking myself i wanted to make sure i did a good job to keeping myself safe keeping myself clean so i wanted to get the best tattoo possible but more importantly i wanted to make sure i stayed clean safe and ideally uninfected so i reached out to mo who's a stick and poke artist and co-owner of bleeding honey tattoo in portland oregon 
And so I asked her what makes a good tattoo. What I think makes a good tattoo is the mutual understanding and respect between the tattooer and the person being tattooed. Understanding the intention behind the process is what's most important. If you walk into a shop, you sort of already understand that you don't know what the line quality is going to be like. You don't know the personality of your tattooer, and that's understood between you and the tattooer. If you have a friend recommendation, you know that they may be a silent tattooer, but they're cheap and you don't make a lot of money, or that maybe they're warm and a therapist and sensitive to your anxieties and your triggers if you find somebody on instagram you know you can communicate with them that you just want the art because it's beautiful or you can communicate with them that it's important that a design is read properly because it's a memorial piece or to cover up scars and that sort of mutual understanding between you two is more important to a good tattoo than the line quality the art the cost or any other factors normal people would consider a good or a bad tattoo. I mean, I'm kind of planning to stick and poke myself with what you're saying regarding like an intimate relationship or at the very least an understanding with your artist. Do you think that I'm going to be kind of a step ahead or a step behind by trying to tattoo myself? I would say if you understand the extreme qualities of what tattooing actually means, then you can go ahead and tattoo yourself. But if you don't understand what a tattoo actually is, then you're going to be step behind. So similar to that constructive conversation with your tattooer and the intention behind why you want it, you want to have that with yourself, right? Um, right. Tattooing isn't just an art form. It's art, it's customer service, and it's also a surgery, right? So your doctor goes to medical school for 6, 10, 15 years. So if you just start tattooing yourself, you know, you don't, you have no idea what kind of diseases you're going to have. You don't have any idea, like, maybe I shouldn't tattoo my wrist because everyone's going to look at it for the rest of my life and it, it may have been my first tattoo, but I've gotten so much better later on in life that um, it becomes embarrassing. And I know that firsthand as having a half-blacked-out wrist. Um, right. It could be beautiful, you know. So I'd say a step behind unless you know the, the, the sort of introduction to what tattooing is. And I suppose, like, as much as maybe giving myself a terrible first tattoo, like, not first tattoo, but a first stick-and-poke kind of thing is concerned, I might maybe need to worry a little bit that I start tattooing myself with my ego more than my superego or what have you, and I kind of miss giving myself something as poignant as I think I'm giving myself. Um, yeah, well, okay, but that in itself could be could be constructive, right? So you can learn a lot of lessons through tattooing, which is half the battle, is seeing this permanency on your body. I always like to say that tattoos are not a promise of the future. They're memorials of times that were. So you're always going to look back on that first tattoo, and it does. it could be terrible, but it could be wonderful if you learn from the experience. But, but safely, again, you, you have to understand the, the beginning steps before doing it, or you, you may actually put your life at risk, you know? For so. sure. And I mean, in keeping with that, sterilization and supplies, is there anything that are absolutely must-haves for an at-home tattoo artist? I think that you need a mentorship to be cleanly. And by a mentorship, I don't mean a classic apprenticeship where you may potentially be abused. I don't mean tattoo school, which all around is, is absolute hell. I mean a mentorship, like somebody who's speaking to you with your best intentions in mind. Maybe not even one mentor, potentially if you can get three mentors, you know, separately, um, no two tattoo artists ever agree on anything as far as sterilization or art form goes. So it's really important to hear what they have to say, no matter how much of a profit artist you are, 
it will take you 20 years to self-learn through YouTube videos what somebody could teach you in under a month firsthand, right? So establishing that trust, again, back to the first thing as just getting a tattoo on a shop, that, that trust and understanding that somebody has your best intention in mind, a little bit of guidance can go so far so quickly. What what do body modifications like tattoos, piercings, etc. say about a person to you? I think that it says a lot about confidence and acceptance of self being exposed to others. We get tattoos for so many different reasons, right? We get them for cultural reasons. Since the dawn of time, people are painting tattoos as entrance opportunity to becoming an adult, or we get tattoos to memorialize times, and we want to express that we, we've passed a certain age, and when we can present these things to other people, it brings confidence to ourselves, because you know, it, takes, it takes a lot to commit to something permanent on your body and accept that people will see that way, but it, it brings, like, it airs uh, confidence, and acceptance itself each time you get a tattoo, which is why they're so different, you know? Definitely. I mean, it's one of the very or rather, not one of the very few, but there's a lot about ourselves we don't have such deliberate control over, especially aesthetically. And to be able to take your own image by the reins is kind of a rare privilege in it presents itself with things like piercings or surgical modification or tattooing or, you know, hair dye or whatever it happens to be, whatever level of extremity you want to take. What is it about human nature that you think draws people towards changing their bodies aesthetically? So that's, um, that's actually a psychology trick. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a psychologist, but you know, if you do a little bit of research on this concept, typically within the human race, when we see somebody that we think is beautiful, we are naturally inclined to trust them more. So by altering your appearance to express something beautiful apart from how you naturally look, you're establishing a sense of trust from strangers, which in then turn opens the doors of uh, communication. Maybe somebody's going to point out a tattoo and have a conversation with you that you never would have had with them before. Um, it makes them look at you and think, wow, this person's so confident. What can I learn from them? Or uh, how can I how can I express myself to this person? It's, it's the same thing as if you were born with a perfectly symmetrical face, only, you know, it's just, it's an icebreaker. How do you feel then that body art influences a person's sense of self? When somebody looks at you and they trust you or they're more inclined to speak to you or you're able to, to show yourself without fear because you're holding a piece of art that, that you thought was beautiful and that's why you got it to begin with, it, it breeds confidence in yourself. It makes you happier. It, it makes it easier for you to speak fluently when you're not insecure about what somebody's judging about you anymore right <laughs> definitely well definitely definitely and I, I i just wanted to i guess say like i have kind of a long history of getting tattoos that i should probably regret after the fact and i, I for some reason i just simply can't like there's something about mm -hmm. the bad tattoos that belong to me that's still i oh it's yeah. such a badge of honor to have like you know uh so I, it's it's amazing how much of that you do carry with you and how strong even bad tattoos can make and not that i encourage bad tattooing or getting bad tattoos but my teen years i were do kind of... I, I, think you should get, <laughs> I, I think you should get a duck on a skateboard rolling down a hill on your thighs because heck man like you were so happy that day you were so stoked and you're gonna remember when you're 50 years old that there was at least a month of your life that you were happy enough and financially stable enough to get that tattoo right it's, it's exciting it's awesome you're always gonna remember how you feel you don't have to write out a word that says 
be strong. You can get any tattoo and you're going to remember that you needed to be strong in that time. You know, you can't forget. That's significantly more poignant than just calling it a duck on a skateboard. I love that. I mean, I got to say, I feel like I've learned a lot talking to you today. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. That's my hope. I want people to be able to have accessible tattoos without spending hundreds of dollars and to stop giving them and their friends diseases because it happens way more often than we like to admit it happens. (laughs) I mean, I can't in good conscience recommend people hold a lighter to a sewing needle and then fill themselves with pen ink, you know? Like, that's not the approach oh, we're going to take. Oh, man, lighter to the needle, you... Okay, so this is actually really funny. It's just a sidebar. Lighter to a sewing needle, I used to use to quote-unquote sterilize. But what happens when you heat up the outside of a smooth layer of metal is you expose a potentially different type of metal on the inside and make the smooth tapering of a needle potentially rigid and porous that can, in turn insert metal scraps underneath your skin permanently. Isn't that terrifying? Oh, it's just another way that, like, teen logic has failed me. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Mo. I hope that you have a good day. You too, take care. Bye. That's another really informative interview, Derek. If I learned one thing above anything else, it's that I need to get a duck on a skateboard. <laughs> if I learned one thing above anything else, it's how many steps there are into properly sterilizing and keeping a space safe for tattooing yourself. And I'm really thankful for that. It's also worth mentioning that Mo, who you can find on Instagram, at small birds, but also larger birds, has a resource in her Instagram television called Tattoo with tips and tricks and helpful hints for creating and keeping a safe and sterile tattoo space, many of which I followed, all of which I should have. And that in my back pocket, I got ready to tattoo myself. So now that you knew you weren't going to give yourself an infection, you followed the resources to a T. What was the process? What did you pick? What did you go with, man? Tell me about the experience of tattooing yourself because you are a lot more artsy than I am. I knew this was a real option for you. It was never an option for me. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say I'm more artsy than you, but I do have the doodles that I don't think you're not a doodler, but I mean, you've got a lot of the mixed media arts. So we're both artistic guys. Let's not sell ourselves short here. I'm more of a diddler. You're more... So first things first, I hopped on the internet and I bought myself some prepackaged sterile needles with a clean sterilization date and caliber of sterilization number on them. Super important. Don't give yourself hepatitis. Shout out to Tommy and Lee. You can sponsor us if you want. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Motley Crue. <laughs> the second thing I did was I you know, sent away for ink that wasn't going to give me necrosis. You didn't just bust open the Bix? No. And that's why I'm so thankful I don't have like a childhood stick and poke because I very much would have had like the sewing needle wrapped in yarn with the Bic ink tattoo up until literally this moment I had enough wherewithal to be like, maybe I should buy tattoo equipment. See, this is why I'm glad you do interviews so you don't give yourself like a a limb altering infection. And so after I had my material on the way, I basically just started drawing the same little dude over and over and over and over again, 1000 fucking times. And then I picked one of those 1000, put it onto the stencil transfer paper I also purchased. Was it Post Malone? Please tell me it was Post Malone. Wasn't Post Malone, Ryan. I told you it was not one new thing related. That's post posterous. (laughs) Postposterous. <laughs> that would have been dope. Okay, so basically what I did, though, is I, uh, I took some speed stick deodorant, I transferred my image onto my leg, and then I poked myself 1,000 times with a pencil, 
And the result you can find on Instagram, but you, Ryan, can find in your text messages right now. Dude, this little guy is sick. Did you name him? <laughs> no, but I'm going to call him Brian now. Oh, shit. Brian the skull with a hat on. Yeah, I wrestled with what exactly I wanted to stab into myself for a long time. I overthought it for a long time. And then eventually I was like, skull wearing a hat? Forget about it. That's me, baby. Dead tired forever. Try or die, homie. Awesome. Dude, that little guy's dope. So you decided on him. What were some of your other ideas? What made you decide this was the man finally? How'd that all come about? I was going to scratch crybaby into myself because I'm a crybaby. But thank goodness, shout out to a friend of ours, Ali Cameron, who pointed out to me that not only is that a fucking cliche, but a really stupid one at that. And so I didn't, and I really appreciate that near miss. Um, she actually sent me a screenshot of her Snapchat like news, which was like, do you regret this tattoo? And the cover page was Crybaby like, from <laughs> earlier that week. I'm so cliche that it was actually like a meme Snapchat news story. I tangled with like getting car keys because I'm always losing those, and I was going to write lost, not missing. Wait, missing, not lost? Underneath a doodle of car keys and then i decided after all of that i was going to instead keep it super light super simple and super quick because i'd never done this before and i didn't want to trust myself to do a big one and i went with a little skelly boy try or die motherfucker dude it turned out great honestly how many times did you have to like practice the tattoo before you could actually make it a thing to what that kind of looked like well i will send a picture to the instagram of the literal thousand skeletons i drew before i settled on one and Anyone who can find the correct skeleton gets a free skeleton tattoo from me if they come and collect it. (laughs) (laughs) Free tattoo from Derek himself. You heard it here first. Well, the skull turned out great. I saw on Instagram that you clearly practice on a tomato. Was it a one practice and go, or how did you go about doing that? So first and foremost, what I did was I shaved like three spots on my legs the day I proposed the idea. And started trying to draw upside down on myself, which didn't work. So then I bought transfer paper. I practiced the actual design I did on myself on two different grapefruits before making the tomato video because I was out of grapefruits. And let me tell you, if you're going to practice stick and poke tattooing anything, grapefruits work way better than tomatoes. Grapefruits? Why are grapefruits so much better than tomato? They've got a thicker skin, so you can be a little rude to them. You can be a little rude, not that dainty-ass tomato skin. <laughs> you know me, I'm a little lippy, so... Yeah, those tomatoes are weak bitches, man. But- I would love to say that I practiced more than I did. I spent a lot of time working on sterilization and then kind of just assumed I was going to be good at this and fortunately am passable, so... We were kind of talking about it before, but like the pain itself, you have other tattoos, location, pain, things like that. What did you think of stick and poke as opposed to a tattoo machine? Okay, well, I want to start by saying I'm a little spoiled when it comes to tattoos, given the fact that my first was done with a dude's offhand. I got my collarbones tattooed by a guy using his non-dominant hand. So my impression of what a tattoo feels like is so much worse than what a tattoo actually fucking feels like. (laughs) And every tattoo I've ever had since that first, I've been like, oh, this is absolutely nothing. It's a cakewalk through a dog park. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Even when taken against, like, my forearm tattoo done by an apprentice going probably too lightly, the stick and poke is the least painful tattoo I've ever had. And again, it's just got to be that, like, fewer pokes. And also, with the needle in my own hand, I had a very direct line on how, like, what depth to hit every time. And so 
I'd be listening for the pop of puncture, but then you're kind of like in the the squishy sweet spot of your upper thigh and you stop there, right? And once or twice, I would go a little too far when I got to a new portion of my thigh and that would be like an oop and then I wouldn't go that deep again. See, and what's funny is that's like another knock on why I wouldn't be able to do this. Like I have well-documented hearing issues. Like I, Oh, you feel the pop. You feel the pop. Okay. You said you hear it. I was like, there's not a chance. I part deaf. Like I went to <laughs> deaf camp, people. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super deaf. It's one of those things. It's like how you hear it like you hear your voice in your head. It feels like a sound, but at the same time, what does the voice in your head actually sound like? You know what I mean? It's a feeling perceived as a sound kind of situation. That makes sense. That 100% makes sense. Does it? <laughs> I think it makes sense. I don't know. I'm just like trying to think of it and I'm like, ah, maybe I've had too many drinks because I don't know. If we have any listeners, like we're going to have like one listener who's stick and poke themselves and they're going to be like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Preach, brother. <laughs> When you break the skin, you pop the eardrum. It is science. <laughs> all in all, then, turned out well. Did you enjoy the experience? I loved it in a way that I think is probably going to be a bit of a problem going forward. I mean, all that said, I'm definitely coming back for the car keys missing, not lost tattoo. But that's really more of a question for the big three. So, baby, play that music. I love this song. <laughs> big three so ryan effort what do you think the effort i put in this week if i'm being honest i had one of those weeks where i kind of lucked out i didn't have to do it myself i found an artist in time my idea came to me right away like pretty much instantly so my effort this week was probably about a two out of five if i'm being completely honest you know what, man? I love to hear that you deserve a chill week every now and again, especially when it's going to be stuck with you as a little anchor for ever and ever. Little anchor sounds like a nice little stick and poke reference. Hey, next time I see you. <laughs> yeah, two, two <laughs> out of five. And it was just one of those weeks where I didn't have to put in a big effort. That's great. But impact. What do you think about impact for this new thing? Dude, I friggin' liked it a lot. Honestly, I was already talking to some people and I was like, you know what? My right thigh just might turn into my stick and poke junk tattoo thigh. Oh man, for sure. It might just be a thing. <laughs> I love tattoos. They have a lot of meaning. I do like the big pieces too. Like I love my sleeves. Just this cute little tattoo that still means something to me. Uh, I really dig it, man. I'm going to give it a 4.5. I love to hear that, man. And so goes without saying, but tell me, uh, let me hear it from the horse's mouth. Are you going to do this again? Yeah, 100%. I don't know what, I don't know when, I don't know where, but it will happen again. Well, you know, Derek, as crazy as I thought you were for bringing this one up from the get-go, I love you for it, man. But how about you? Let's go through yours. Let's go effort, honest effort. How big of an honest, be honest of an effort did you put in this? <laughs> My mom listens to this podcast and I want to pretend this took more work than it did. I want to say like I labored over grapefruit for hours and hours and I got really, really good at tattooing. And then I did it very, very particularly and safely and it turned out great. But sorry, mom, honestly, effort was ah like a 3.85. I did two practice runs and then I tattooed myself. I made the tomato video after I'd already tattooed my leg. It was, I don't know, it was pretty chill. It's still better than mine, man. Honestly, I didn't pick up a needle until like the last four pokes of my last tee. So <laughs> I uh, I got to give it to you. Oh, you actually tattooed yourself for the last four pokes? Yeah, you couldn't tell from that Instagram post. That was my, uh, my manly hand there with the resin stained fingers. <laughs> I just assumed. 
assumed Uritis got like late stage elephantitis there, but I guess that makes sense. Way to really rise to the challenge. Yeah, those were my swollen digits poking and prodding, buddy. But what about the new thing impact? How'd this impact you? How are you feeling about it? It impacted me less than a permanent doodle should. Just kidding. I'm going to do this a thousand times. Like this tattoo maybe didn't impact me a ton but the next 60 i'm for sure doing on what is definitely becoming a left leg stick and poke sticker sleeve self-inflicted yeah i'm gonna give this a clean 5.0 on the impact richter boom 5.0 derek starts a new career actively fighting off the urge to do it again every single waking second you're gonna be at work on your lunch break and you're gonna be like oh an electrical circuit yeah uh, to-do list i'm already like i'm pitching tattoos to my friends and family i'm like let me do your leg don't worry i'm a professional i've got one under my belt already start at 40 bucks a tat and put it right back into the buy us a new laptop for the podcast fund so obviously this goes without saying but i have to ask the freaking question because it's <laughs> yeah no no yeah i'm gonna yeah, do it again right it's a big three i have to ask <laughs> I'm going to do it again like tonight after we hang up. I'm going to do it every time I drink at parties. I'm going to do it every chance I'm given. It's been cool. It's been cool how many little hobbies you found. And the last two have been pretty freaking relaxing for old Kook here too. So yeah, we're finally getting into a real ebb and flow on this. And I got to say, like, honestly, this is, I'm going to do this almost as often as I cross stitch. But with that, Ryan, that's the end of the big three. And so I think we can stick a poke in this. That's the end of stick and poke tattoos. You clever motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Derek's transition game on point tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's my turn, right? Yeah, it's your turn, dude. Lay it on me. All right, Derek. Here's what I was thinking. I had two lanes to go with on this one, but I really wanted to give something back to the people, you know? Oh, they deserve it. They deserve it. They've been hitting me up like crazy, Derek. They're wondering when the One New Thing merch is going to come out. I don't know. You don't know, right? Is this because of the coffee mug? Because of the coffee mug. It's because of the spare bedroom (laughs) merch. And like, I'll have One New Thing fans commenting on that. So I was thinking with this week, why don't we get two birds stoned at once, Derek? (sighs) Are we selling out, Ryan? I think we're going to sell out. I think what we're going to do this week is me and you are each going to design a t-shirt that we will release next week for the people, and then we will let them decide who had a better design. I am so glad that you have the infrastructure in place for this. I can't believe we can just send t-shirts to print in one week. Oh, it's all set up. We're all good to go, man. The one new thing store will go through our spare bedroom brethren who have a store up already and we can get things going. Praise be to the spare bedroom. Praise be to those boys. But that's what we're going to do. You're those boys, Ryan. (laughs) Me versus you. T-shirt design for the One New Thing podcast. Are there any criteria? Like, what, what do I need to know? Real simple, Derek. Front, back. Sleeves, I don't care where you put your designs. We can do it all. We'll release a t-shirt, a hoodie, both men's and women's. We'll do a a super limited run. I'm just sick and tired of people asking me when it's going to be out, dude. And I figured two birds stoned at once. (laughs) I'm just going to put Supreme on the front of a t-shirt, sell it for $50,000. And I may only sell one, but (laughs) we're done. So after that, Um, that'll be that'll be fun. You shouldn't have told me your cheat, your workaround early, because now what I'm going to do... Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. No, now I'm going to do off-white 
who can make the best designer knockoff. <laughs> no, this will be fun, but I'm definitely ready to come up with stupid t-shirts because I love a stupid t-shirt. Exactly. And that's, it'll be fun. It'll be a short-lived thing and maybe we'll sell zero. It's not like uh, it's the be all and end all. <laughs> anyway, speaking of selling out with merchandise, Ryan, you had a contest you wanted to bring up? Yeah. So we're still running the one new thing giveaway contest. This is a hoodie that literally only me, Derek, and you are going to have three people on the entire fucking planet are going to own this thing and two of them are those dope ass sweet sounds in your ears right now ladies and gentlemen and i mean realistically i'm going to leave it on a job site so it'll probably just be you and ryan that actually have this thing well you ryan and some drywaller no some girl will steal it from my house okay so even better it's going to be you a drywaller and some chick with a hangover exactly the holy trinity (laughs) (laughs) the holy trinity Holy Trinity is one fan, one drywaller, and one random girl. I thought the Holy Trinity was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Post. Oh, it was the Holy Post. (laughs) (laughs) It's still going on. The official rules are on our Instagram main page. We also posted them on the story for you. Also, don't worry, we won't leave you hanging every Friday moving forward. We'll post a little leader forward on the Instagram so you know exactly where you stand, and your name will also not be on there so you can get called out. Ah, boo those guys. Boo those guys. And that wraps up another episode of One New Thing. Our first thank yous, as always, is to you, the listeners. Thanks for tuning in every week. We truly appreciate the support. As always, you can follow us on Instagram to keep up with all the visual representations of our shenanigans at One New Thing Podcast. Also, a huge thank you to Mo from Bleeding Honey Tattoo. You can find her on Instagram at smallbirds, but also larger birds. You can find that link in the description. And my stick and poke artist, Shelby, only works with private clients, so I'm not going to give you an Instagram, but hit me up if you want a dope stick and poke. If you like this episode, you can find other episodes like it but different wherever you found this episode. Honestly, if you could leave a review, comment, or like on any of our socials, we'd appreciate it. You'd be surprised on how much those small little gestures really help us grow. Music for the Facts and Stats segment was provided by Rogue Pixel Media. Hey, Derek. Yeah, Ryan. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you too, man. And then finally, what was I going to ask? I had one more question. I'm going to have to edit this whole part out if I use this. Oh, I just need you to confirm for my audience and for my co-host, Eric, that I did indeed stick myself with a needle. Yes, you sure did. Boom.